You're listening to 1001 Album Club, where each episode we discuss a different album from Robert Demery's book, 1001 Albums You Must Hear Before You Die. This episode will be talking about Buzzcocks, another music in a different kitchen. On the line, I have Rob. Ahoy, hoy. Ben. Hello. John. Hey. And Kyle. Howdy. Another music in a different kitchen is the first studio album by the English punk rock band Buzzcocks. It was released March 1978 by United Artists, and the producer was Martin Rushent. And the genre is punk rock, and I'm going to read from the book Mark Morris. Buzzcocks are rightly remembered as the poppiest of the original punk bands, but they were also the most sleekly modernist. And their debut album, from its elegant cover onward, shows a band who had not an ounce of spare fat. It does all speed, noise, and melody with a healthy sense of adventure and willingness from the start to move beyond punk's rules on lyrics and sound. Another Music is an album made by a band with a phantom fifth member, Howard DeVoto had left the band to found magazine by this point, but three of the songs he co-wrote are here. One area in which the band took punk principles more seriously than some was the distaste for record company tactics. Thus, most of the band's classic singles were left off the album. The exception is the wonderful I Don't Mind, which a sulking band insisted was packaged as as a marketing ploy. The unabashed romantic save punk from its insistence that love was off the agenda and his vulnerable boyish Englishness open doors that many others would would step through. All right, what do we think of Buzzcocks? Another music in a different kitchen. What do you think, Ben? Fuck yes. <laughs> Great record. <laughs> yes. Been been waiting for some Buzzcocks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That being said, uh this is the the first time I've sat down with this album in its entirety. My introduction to the Buzzcocks, like I think a lot of Americans, was Singles Going Steady, which yeah. is a, a, a compilation of their singles. And I, I didn't realize, you mentioned in that write-up, that the Buzzcocks were reluctant to include singles, like their their pop singles, on albums, which is interesting. And it also, I, uh, with, with an exception for I Don't Mind on this one, it does kind of make sense, I guess. I like this album a lot. Uh, and I'm sure with repeated listens, uh, that hooks will dig even further into me. But on first impression, it's not as catchy as some of the stuff on Singles Going Steady. I agree. I had a hard time sort of getting into the the mindset after hearing that album for so long. Because it's so pop-oriented. Pop it has just hook after hook after, you know, all the songs are just kind of classic and this one has a lot of the two chord three chord uh rep repetitious uh elements 
very cool, but at the same time, it, it's hard to go back once you you're introduced into the candy coated, you know, buzzcocks. We've been spoiled. We we ate the oops while berries first. Yeah. Well, exactly. Yeah. Didn't they release yeah. some of the singles before this album? I mean, like, what do I get? Wasn't that before this album? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I would put that at sort of like, like the pinnacle like, of, of buzzcocks. Like songs, songs like that. And uh, there, there's there's other ones. Uh, maybe uh, I forget if if ever fallen no because ever fallen in love is on Love Bites. But singles like like uh, what do I get? They weren't on anything other than that single until Singles Going Steady came out. Like that, that's the that was the only way to get it as a long player. And I think Singles Going Steady was also the first Buzzcocks wax at all available in the United States. Uh, before really? that, it was just import. Yeah. Huh. What do you think? This is Rob? good though. I like it. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, th- this is also the first time I've listened to uh, this particular record. Uh, honestly, I don't think I've listened to a Buzzcocks record aside from Singles Going Steady. And yeah, the singles are fucking awesome. Um, so yeah, the first first listen through it, I was a little thrown. Um, I, I I had never heard their like more like aggressive punk stuff, I guess. Um, but with you know the minute I started the second listen, I was immediately hooked. Like it, it's, it is well-crafted pop. It's very, 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 very good. And, uh, you know, it, it's a shit ton of songs for as short of a record as it is. And there's not a, there's not a bad song in the bunch. Mm-mm. It's just, it's just different buzzcocks than what I'm used to. And honestly, I think that's uh that's refreshing at this point. Agreed, man. Birch, had you heard this album before? I, I'd never heard this album before. I think we're all sort of on the same playing field, unless unless you say different. <laughs> yeah, I'd heard it before. I'd heard um, the EP before this. What is it? Uh, Spiral Scratch. Um, just going back to the very beginning. But I don't know. I've never been a huge Buzzcocks fan. Obviously, the the singles are, are really great. I, there's just something that I don't know what it is. Either his voice or maybe the the playing i just have never gravitated towards them like i have a lot of the other punk bands that i've got in gotten into um i recognize they're a major force especially in this initial incarnation of punk rock because of the harmonies because of uh they are a little bit what did it say unabashedly romantic the way that we we're talking about um some of those other early bands that were a little, you know, you have this one side of punk rock. That's the macho bondage uh, studded belt. And then you have this other side of the almost pop uh, power pop uh, people who are, are can't find their place in the world. And the buzzcocks absolutely represent something interesting and unique about that, that, that side of the punk rock spectrum. So it's all it's always cool to hear. It's just again, it just doesn't doesn't have the instant gravitation that a lot of the those singles do. Birch, I think I might be on the opposite side of the coin from you on that one. When I first heard Buzzcocks, I liked I liked punk rock, but Buzzcocks were the first band, maybe other than like the the Clash from like the the, the first era that I really really latched onto and it, it was i think it was because of uh the the 
pop sensibilities and the melodies and uh and the 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 perspective that the lyrics were coming from uh it's that same you know like modern lovers got into yeah. it uh 25 years later like weezer's gonna get into it or i guess 20 years later Weezer's gonna get into it but you know uh, as as a kid and young adult i always gravitated towards that sort of act and buzzcocks were my punk band I, I I I really like Pete Shelley and his lyrics and his delivery and the way he sings about everyday life and being lonely and minor frustrations. It's kind of like a like a Ray Davies type of thing. I was gonna say it doesn't surprise me at all that you're you latched on the Buzzcocks because of the Kinks connection. That yes. that sort of <laughs> everyday. It, it's it, you're kind of an Anglophile and you have you know you connect with the everyday working man. Uh, but with uh, some wry wit, some English yes, wit, yes, which is totally great. I love that. I love it. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm. Ex- I'm totally glad they're here in this album uh, because I want to dive into more of that. I want to get more familiar with English, the English side of uh, uh, some of this music. I mean, and as to the the sound of this album overall, like you said, it's a punk album, but it's the production's really clean. You know, it's it's well put together. I don't know if that takes something from it, but that's that's not who the Buzzcocks are. Even though you've got a name that sounds like Buzzcocks, you know, you, you'd expect there to be more, you know, sex and violence. But it's just four nice lads you can take home to your parents. I really thought this band was going to be a lot more abrasive and uh, offensive when I only knew their name. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Well, apparently Cox is a Northern English uh, term of like endearment. It's like, like bros or buddies or friends. Buzz bros. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. like, oh, and, and, the, and the buzz is like, oh, that's the feeling of going to like go see live music. Like it's the buzz, Cox. <laughs> cool. I, but, I love it. But there's no the in the name. It's just buzz Cox. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I think they obviously, I mean, you can't say cock and not know like that it's going to have an allusion to like wieners and dicks and, 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 uh, the male uh, genitalia. Which Pete Shelley's not opposed to. Mm. Not in the slightest. Not in the very least bit. Yeah, someone said, uh, yeah, they did receive that name from uh, someone who was introducing them one time at a show. They basically said Buzzcocks, and it just kind of stuck as a name for them. Or uh, I guess it wouldn't have been at a show because they were already playing. But a review or some somebody was commenting on them, and it just stuck with the band. I did nice. love uh, the, the, the best description I've ever heard of them is it's like it's – the greatest world weary, but sa- somehow innocent punk pop group. I was like that for some reason that just makes perfect sense. They sound like they're w- world weary, but s- just innocent kids doing this. Mm-hmm. I, I, I know it's not on the, this album, but th- there's a song off of singles going steady. Uh, something's gone wrong again. Mm-hmm. Where uh, he just, it, it's just a list of minor grievances of the day. And, most mornings when I, when when I'm cooking myself an egg, 
just echoing in my head. It's like, I tried to fry an egg. I broke the yolk. No joke. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. He gets Punk. it. <laughs> he does get it. I did, I did want to ask you, Ben, as a drummer, um, this seems to be one of the first times, maybe the adverts uh, before it, but this is one of the first times that I noticed that there is a very cliche thing in punk rock to have a, a phrase or a, a measure and then have a drum fill. So it's like at every, at the end of every uh, phrase, it would be like a drum fill in, oh, and then a, yeah. and then a cymbal crash. You know, it's like that, that's not a typical thing that happens all the time in rock music, but absolutely in punk rock, it became a, it's almost a joke, you know, that you say a yeah, line, dude. someone does a little drum fill, crash next line drum fill crash you know an, an exclamation point at the end of every sentence yeah yeah and I, I buzzcocks are absolutely a band that does that on most songs yeah, yeah i hadn't noticed that but you're, you're yeah you're absolutely right i don't know if they if i i know they're not the first to do that but maybe maybe one of the first to make it into a style like I'm sure like Keith Moon did something sure. like that, but not, but not all the time. Right. You know? Right. And the drumming on this album is phenomenal. Yeah. Is it, is it John Mayer? John Maher? John, it's, I don't know how to no, say yeah, it. No, you had it right. It's John Mayer. It's John Mayer. John Mayer. He's been around for a while. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, uh, he's really, he's crushing. I mean, like on uh moving away from the pulse beat, like just sick, like, pounding machine steady rhythms just he's he's really really good oh yeah yeah this this album does pulse right along i was gonna say it does amp up a little bit maybe what the ramones were doing in a in a way that is <laughs> a little more i don't know just it, it feels a little more sp sporadic spastic um it doesn't have a they they obviously have that driving beat I feel like Buzzcocks, the allure of them was always the angular elements that they brought to the table where they would stop and start on a, you know, kind of on a dime. I was a little sloppy, you know, it's not perfection, but it still brought in a, a lot more, which we will definitely get into once it hits uh, what people would call pop punk in the 90s, Green Day, all those bands, you know, you're going to have, th this is going to resonate into that and buzzcocks do know how to write a pop pop oriented song i mean like they write for the ears yeah and that's side two track one right like where you put the banger i think is their most commercial song on the album right like i, I mean, would it almost absolutely sounds... say that i don't mind is is the banger of bangers on this oh, one yeah of course it, it, it sounds beatlesy yeah. almost yeah it's, it's very like put together pop wise it's weird how it, it almost feels weird on this album on something like singles going, going steady. It feels in place. This album, it, it comes at you. It takes you completely out because it's a, it almost feels like a different band. Mm -hmm. It's also interesting. I, I don't get their mindset of they write a certain kind of song as a single. And then, and then, <laughs> yeah but they write different kind of song on the album. Like, I, I, I guess I, I don't know. I, I don't understand it. Like, like if you can, if you can write the pop hook, 
that's your bread and butter. Why, why not, not only write those mostly, but like, why not, why not at least include them on your albums? Like, do they, were they trying to be two bands? I don't understand it either. Um, I tried to look up why exactly they didn't want singles and it just said they were opposed to, to placing them on albums and they thought that they would be better, uh, as singles or on, you know, singles of the time. not? both <laughs> <laughs> my only my only theory i could come up with is maybe they thought it would sell better as singles or they wanted i can't be, i mean it's not a concept album by any stretch so that would be my mm-hmm. only other thinking is you're a band like genesis and you have a concept album or or rush or something and you don't want this pop interfering with those other elements of the sonically of the album so if pink floyd were to say oh let's take money off this album because sonically it's a little different i mean Mm -hmm. i wouldn't do that but maybe uh, there could be a someone could make an argument like that but i don't think that has anything to do with what the buzzcocks were doing you could make the argument that if the single is getting radio play um the 45 has the single on it, then someone else can buy the record as well. So you get paid twice. Yeah. That's why I was thinking if, because 45s at that time would be, would have been cheaper. So they would have, in theory, you could sell more, um, because of the singles. Mm -hmm. Rob, I hear what you're saying, but if you release the single and it does, and people like it and they buy it and then you release the album, that's got, more material on it, but also the single, you could still be selling it twice. Well, that's what's kind of baffling is that the, the B-side for I Don't Mind was uh, Autonomy, which is on that's, this record. That's my favorite song yeah. on the record. It's it a great is. one. I don't Would know. Would you say that Autonomy is the most angular song on this album? Yeah. It's got the most like jarring like galloping guitar of, of any of the tracks, I think. It's like nothing else on the record, to be honest. Uh, especially lyrically. Yeah, they've got some. They got some interesting mix on here. Like, uh, I have a star by Love Battery, Autonomy, Moving Away from the Pulse Beat. If you just look at the lyrics, Love Battery is totally a spinal <laughs> tap song. Yeah. Is it? Are, are they plowing through your bean fields? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I and go. I come it's and go funny. everywhere because <laughs> it comes right after uh, Get on Our Own, which is a very sweet kind of like teenage punk you know, love song, kind of like, like a Ramon song, like a joy Ramon pen song. And then love battery goes, I got this crazy current that slips through my underwear. <laughs> and when it really connects, I come and go everywhere. That's, that's <laughs> final tap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I like it. Like it's charming. Um, but yeah, the lyrics definitely run the gamut on this record. Yeah. Same band that brings honest, you orgasm addict. I know, but like, <laughs> I think uh, one reason I had trouble getting into this record is they don't put the best songs first. Mm. Uh, Fast Cars, not the greatest song. But I get uh, it. it. Reminded me of a Wesley Willis song. I really like the line, sooner or later, you're going to listen to Ralph Nader. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was my first vote, Ralph Nader. <laughs> <laughs> that hit me like a ton of bricks. <laughs> Uh, you tear me up was like one of the first Buzzcock songs. Uh, yeah. Great song, S- slurping and mm-hmm. sucking. <laughs> yeah, puts me off my food. I mean, they got some cheek in their songs. Like the lyrics have some cheek. 
You're a bloody swine. Yeah. Actually, but before we started recording, there's a bit of a hidden track on this album. Yeah, I don't uh, know about that. So, so moving away from the pulse beat, and I was looking at, trying to find the time of that song. Seven minutes or so. Yeah, it's like seven minutes or so, oh, but wow. the actual song's only like three like and, five and, a half and a half minutes. Yeah, yeah, oh. yeah, something like that. It's definitely less than seven minutes, but it goes to silence, and then a few minutes later fast cars starts up again as God if like it. you've got like an automatic like disc flipper or something fast cars just starts up and, th- and then fades out oh i, I liked that <laughs> yeah that was back when those bands were playing a lot of that chicanery for like eight track tapes like pink floyd oh, would yeah mm-hmm. yeah that makes sense but little put a Where's little got an auto flip anyway yeah 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 oh man you know what you, you know what you do so so you do the same thing uh, you start playing fast cars again, but then make it sound like a tape being eaten. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that happened. Uh, who was that? Hot, uh, not hot rats, but uh, the other mothers of invention did that at the very end. I think they sped up the tape. Oh, yeah, yeah, sound like it was totally. just being eaten. Uh, uh, also, to since we're mentioning uh, sort of Easter eggs on this album, did anybody notice that? At the beginning of No Reply, it's the same uh, dial tone. I don't know if it's the exact same, but it's the same thing as hanging on the telephone. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Sorry, I, I was, I, do you think that was a definite like callback? Oh, I, I don't think, think that's just so what dial tone sounds like. Yeah, there's <laughs> yeah. a thing going off the wall that opens with that too. Mm. Yeah, but at the same time, Nobody. they were, weren't they talking with Blondie? I mean, they were. I mean, maybe not. It, as long yeah, as we're tracing cool it back were. to Blondie, yeah, that dial tone was on the Nerves album before it was on Blondie's right, album. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I did like some of the tricks that they pulled at the end of Fast Cars, where it sort of has that. Uh, I don't know if it's a synthesizer yeah, or that? something that yeah. that ramps up. I'm assuming it's a synthesizer that they just are turning the dial. And then on Seems Love, likely. on Love Battery, they have a, a pretty cool uh, harmonic. That is actually something that the Buzzcocks do very well is um, on a guitar. Uh, pinch harmonics? Yeah. Well, not pinched, but uh, just an open harmonic. So you you lay your finger uh, in certain places on the guitar, and if you're strumming, it kind of makes a chink, 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 chink sound. And they do that very mm-hmm. well um, on st- stuff like No Reply. And on Love Battery, they do that at, as they're uh, coming down the neck of the guitar, it sort of pans from left to right uh, with the the solo, and it, it just sounds cool. They have a lot of little tricks like that, which um, which will be used over and over in in more pop and punk stuff to come. Buzzcocks do sound cool. Also, that like nasally voice yeah. too that gets picked up by a lot of people. I mean, Descendants. Just off mm-hmm. the top of my head, uh, but it's almost a sneer. Mm-hmm. He pushes but, it though, uh, but it's not like a know, Johnny Rotten sneer. Yeah, he's yeah, he's got a limited range, but he pushes it like 
I need is probably the vocal standout on the record. Uh, I listened to that a few times just because the vocals and that bass line. But uh, yeah, it, initially it, it, it seems kind of monotone, but once you kind of like listen to it a few times, it's it's pretty nuanced. As we're talking about sneers. Like Johnny Rotten has like such a defiant, you know, like like thumb in your nose kind of sneer, where Pete Shelley's just kind of got a a world weary bored yeah. with bored with it sneer, you know? For sure. Rather be coloring. <laughs> <You know? laughs> it's very earnest instead of like ironic. Right, right, right. And well, that's I think why it doesn't Pete- annoy the fuck out of me like the other one. <laughs> there we go. For Pete Shelley's it's not an affectation. Like that's just how he sounds. Yeah. He, he just has a little bit of a higher pitch, you know, that, that is his voice. It's not a it's not a, a put on. Yeah. Nasally. Uh, yeah. Do we need to go around the room or is, is everybody just thumbs up on this one? I'm, I'm glad we're here, man. Are we getting yeah. more buzzcocks? Yeah. Uh, no, I don't think so. Nope. This is it. We, they couldn't throw oh, in singles going steady cause it's a compilation. Obviously that would have been the choice. Even though they've broken that rule with other artists. I think that's, yeah, there's, I don't know what to say about that. I would say I, I'm very glad to be introduced to this album because uh, I had never heard it before. Uh, a few of these songs, uh, like I don't, I don't mind uh, an autonomy, maybe just those two are on singles going steady. Uh, but uh, the follow up, uh, Love Bites, is uh, I know that one, and that one also has some singles on it. It's got some good singles on it. It's got uh, Ever Fallen in Love, which was a big one. And I didn't when when I listened to that one, I didn't get the same separation vibe from Singles Buzzcocks as I got from from this one. So I was honestly kind of hoping we would get to that one. Yeah, but it's a good one. Check it out. Yeah, I agree. I think this this is the only one. So um, I think it it might be that that thing that we've talked about before, where it's the the initiation, the the first iteration. You got Tom yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Petty. That's the new one. Uh, is everybody thumbs up though? Does anybody have yeah, for sure. any issues? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. 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 Okay, Great record. Cool. Everybody's on the positive. Cool. Uh, next time we'll be talking about Van Halen. Van Halen. All right. Thanks, y'all. Get into that.